My brothers and sisters, yesterday I had the privilege of burying my great uncle, Mr. Roy Neal, down at St. Joseph in Chopin. Uh, when you have a priest in the family, you normally end up with a lot of the family funerals. And um, when I got to St. Joseph, it's not the church that I'm assigned to, so I really don't know uh, the church as well as other churches. So when I got there, I started to make sure that you know things were in order, and this is where this was, and all this other stuff. Uh, normally before a funeral, I like to talk with the uh, musician who will be playing music for the funeral just to kind of make sure we're all on the same page. And uh, I got to talk with the musician. He's a very awesome guy. I've been knowing him for a long time. Uh, and he told me, he said, Father, you know, recently, every time I play music, I really, I really don't feel anything anymore. I used to, whenever I played music at these different uh, praise and worship things or at all these different things, I used to, I used to feel. I used to feel something. And I really don't feel God very close to me right now. And uh, the Ignatian spirituality training that I had just started, the light bulb just went off and said, ah, desolation. This is what desolation sounds like. St. Ignatius says that we go through consolations and desolations, and we ebb and flow, right? Sometimes we're high, sometimes we're low. But he says consolation is when we feel very close to God. But desolation, my brothers and sisters, doesn't mean that God is absent. It means that, quite honestly, God is just not letting us feel it, right, in that way. We have to remind ourselves that desolation has a purpose. So I told my brother, I told him, just quite honestly, persevere. Persevere in the lack of feeling nothing right now because of who God is, because God is the infinite God, because God is the creator as we hear in our first reading today, because God created everything not to be a waste. And he can even use the things that may seem displeasing to us, like desolations, like a lack of feeling during praise and worship sessions. He can even use those different things to glorify himself, to glorify God. We have to be reminded, my brothers and sisters, that Jesus Christ, one of the beautiful things we do during Advent in a few days, we will read the genealogy of Jesus Christ. In that genealogy, there are some very messed up people, some very broken people. I don't mean to shame anyone here, but there's a very broken person preaching to you right now. There's very broken people in this congregation. And yet God can continue to send grace to us. God can continue to lift us up from our brokenness. It is not a waste that we are broken, my brothers and sisters, because our brokenness leads to humility. And whenever we'll be able to be humble, we can trust. Whenever we can trust, we can be obedient. Whenever we can be obedient, we can love. That is what Mary is. She is humble, she trusted, she was obedient, and she loved. The same way with us, my brothers and sisters, the more that we can root out the prides in our lives, the more that we can embrace humility, the more that we can recognize our brokenness and give it to the Lord, understanding that it is not wasted, even if it is disordered, the more that we can accept Jesus as our Savior. Isn't that what we should be doing in this Advent season? Preparing the way for the Lord in our own hearts? So, my brothers and sisters, let us continue to wait Wait patiently for the Lord's coming. But know why he is coming, who he is coming to, and what he will do when he does come.